gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Piper. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the co-host who's watched all these movies many, many, many times. <laughs> and I'm joined by my good mate Trevor Long, who has not watched any of these movies, and it really does, the name of the podcast is all about him. How are you, Trev? I'm well, and uh, this one fits right in my wheelhouse for this podcast. Well, the movie we're talking about is, of course, The Road Warrior, also known as Mad Max 2, also known as Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. So there's a lot of names for this one. It was released in 1991, stars a very young Mel Gibson, directed by George Miller. George Miller went on to, to direct all the other uh, Mad Max films, as, as well as some other big Hollywood movies as well. He actually turned down the opportunity to direct First Blood in 1982, starring Sylvester Stallone. Uh. Turned that down to make this film in Australia. Wow. Now, it was renamed The Road Warrior, mainly for distribution in North America. So okay. the US, massive market. Is that common? Because uh, well, not really, no. Because at the time, the original film Mad Max was create was filmed in 1979. It was released, and it had only been released in a really limited way in the US. So they thought rather than having Mad Max Two, everyone's going to go what? what? What about the first one? That was kind of your reaction when I said, "What about what? Yeah. What's the first one? Why are we doing Mad Max Two? Well, it kind of stands alone. We'll explain why later. But they decided just to not confuse viewers in America. Yeah. Let's just call it The Road Warrior. So tell me again, we're in the early 80s. Is this that... is 1981. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, so it was shot in and around the New South Wales outback town of Broken Hill. Yep. Uh, and an uh, interesting little fact here, Brian May from Queen. I, I saw his name yes. in the title. Is that Brian he, he May? He composed the soundtrack not only for this, for Ma- the original Mad Max, but he also came back and did the soundtrack for this movie wow. as well. So I know you never knew about the movie. You've heard of Mel Gibson and you'd heard of Mad Max. Any impressions? Hundred percent, obviously had heard of Mad Max. Hundred percent could have named Mel Gibson as the star, but I think for perspective, I was five when it came out. So okay. that's probably why it didn't hit me. <laughs> why I didn't watch it after that, you know, that's a question for the you know uh, psychiatrist yeah. of the world after I <laughs> analysed my life. But um, yeah, I, I mean. I'd seen, you know, the cars are iconic in this, you yes. know, the, the, the beasts of yeah, cars. Ever. So I've seen enough of, you know, clips and footage and stuff to realise this was going to be a kind of desolate, you yeah. know, thing. But nah, apart from that, I've got nothing. Yeah, it's totally different from the original. The original was a story about a cop who's he gets involved and some people, they, they murder his family and that's how he becomes the See, outcast Max. You've told me that before when yeah. I asked you why yeah. are we doing the first one and actually, yeah. honestly, I really want to watch that movie. Yeah. Like, that's that, a great movie. You've yeah, actually just sold me on yeah. that movie. And you <laughs> could, at the start of this movie, you, you'll hear that in the audio, yes. that, that they do 
give you a bit of a Reference recap, a little yeah. bit of a recap. But um, at the time, it was the most expensive Australian film ever produced in 1981. Would you believe with a budget of $3 million, that made it the most expensive Sheesh. Australian movie in the, at the time. We're talking 41 years ago. And uh, what what uh, added to the cost of production was the the set was the most expensive ever built for a film. So remember out in the middle of the, the desert, the of that nowhere. compound, they built that in Broken Hill. And it also, this production, boasted the largest explosion ever created for an Australian film that, as when, well. When, 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 when it, that it destroyed up. the set. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. The film takes place five years after Mad Max okay. and 15 years before the other, the next movie, which is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Which is much which more is, recent, isn't it? Which No, that was in 1985. Okay. And so it was only like three years, four years later. Oh, right. And that's that movie stars Mel Gibson and Tina Turner is in that as well. And is there another one? There is much more. Then recent? there is no. Then there is Mad Max Fury Road, which was 2015. But yeah, Max is of. is uh, played by another actor. Oh, yeah, okay, so right. not Mac, uh, Mel is not in that one. This is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to spoil the hell out of this. But if you haven't seen Mad Max Two, aka the Road Warrior, aka Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. You can watch it on Fetch. And you can just pick up your remote and ask for Mad Max, Road Warrior, and you'll uh, instantly search over 9,500 movies that are available to rent or buy in the Fetch movie store. And the great thing with the universal search and the voice search is it makes it easy to find a, a movie everywhere that it's available for you. So that includes the movie store, the movie box, uh, all the streaming services, even catch-up and channels. So if this movie is actually about to be on 9Go, for example, next week, and it's in the program guide, Fetch will let you know that, so you can wait and watch it on live TV. There's a whole range of ways to watch your favourite movies and the movies we talk about here on Fetch. Uh, You can even search by actor or director across the whole Fetch system. So Fetch is available at a range of internet providers. Just ask your ISP if they have Fetch, and if not, head down to JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman or other retailers and get yourself a Fetch Mini or Fetch, Fetch Mighty. Okay, you've sat through the pretty rather sharp, short and sharp. It's about, what, 90 minutes? Really short? Yeah, <laughs> that's short for me, for a movie. So you've seen it. What do you think of it now? What are your impressions now you've seen it? I really loved it. Um, I quite enjoyed the movie. It was, um, it w- I don't know what I was expecting, um, apart from this kind of rugged thing. But I, I, I went along with the story. Like, it was it was a very watchable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Very casual, watchable too. It didn't. It wasn't so intense that it was hard to follow. Um, I, I thought I'm I'm blown away by how old it is now that you tell yeah. me that because I think it really stands the test of time. It does. It it does has aged well. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. aged really well. well. The, talking about that, I think the the whole value of gasoline, as they call it, exactly. hello, that's a very important. It's cost a lot of money nowadays. It's like they should be yeah. putting that. This, they should be putting this on the movies now. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they won't go to the this the extent of uh, of them trying to get the get hold of the gasoline as they did in the movies. Exactly. But, uh, what's your tweet on this one, mate? This one is um, we've you've all heard of Mad Max and you've probably watched it, but for me this was my first time and I loved every second of it. Mel Gibson is a standout but the but the supporting cast I think makes the movie I agree I saw this at the movies with my mates what a shock I, I was I was 13 at the time and I, th- I don't know if oh, it was right I think it was rated I don't think it was rated R it was rated M or I something I don't know what like. the cost of the ticket was back then probably like $4 or having just really gone to the movies and paid $26 or <laughs> something I, I, I went oh my gosh <laughs> distinctly remember seeing this at the movies with my couple of my good mates and uh, I actually saw this like you before the original Mad Max because this was kind of – it was almost sold even in Australia as a standalone. Right. Like everyone would think, hang on, Mad Max 2, but it's still called The Road Warrior. The original Warrior. was successful. Oh, yeah. It? No, the original was, was popular here. Yes. But this was, I think, at a time when, like, Mel Gibson's star was on the rise right. even higher. So um, it was like you've done it. I, I went back and watched Mad Max and loved it and – you can see how the lead-in. But it doesn't really affect the continuity of the story yeah, if no. you go back and watch it. Yeah, so. oh, well that, that's the other yeah. thing I would say yeah. as a first impression is you were spot on. This thing doesn't leave you wanting at all. No. Like, if you hadn't watched Top Gun and went and saw Maverick, there's a, there's a few things that you'd be like, there's what are you talking callbacks, about? There's a few callbacks, yeah. There's callbacks, but it wouldn't be bad. But it would you'd be like, what's going on there? Whereas this, there was no... What's going on? Because of as we'll go through that that little recap at the start. Yeah, that's, just that's all. That's wraps all it need. up in a bow. Yeah, I like this movie too. I've watched it many times at home. It's a great sounding movie. Yeah. If you've got a good system, 
uh, and that's what George Miller really played a bit of attention to detail. And he's it's only recently released on 4K too. He's added a Dolby Atmos soundtrack to it as well. So you know, with the gyrocopter and all that happening. It's it's added another level of enjoyment oh, to it. Fascinating how much effort goes yeah. into that. Oh, they do. Yeah, when when you get an opportunity to make it, well, not only does it look better. That's what people don't forget that 4K looks better, but also sounds better. They've got more yeah, yeah. room to put more a better sound in there. Okay, let's jump into the casting call, and of course, Mel Gibson plays Max, and he was in which we've done already, Gallipoli. Yep, he made this just before Gallipoli, actually. So really, yeah, this was pre Gallipoli. Really? Because he, he looked really young yeah, in Gallipoli. So he, he, this was pre-Gallipoli. He, he, looked, he looked younger in Gallipoli than in this. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I think I think they, they went, or in this one, he looked pretty rugged and beat yeah, up. I so I think in the Gallipoli, they needed him to look fresh-faced. Yeah, I guess young. you just put a little school, uh, you know, cap on and yeah. uh, that kind of comb his hair yeah. and all that, mate. Yeah. Uh, he was also in, of course, the original Mad Max, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. And this was just before his massive break with Lethal Weapon. So Lethal Weapon was in yeah, 1985 right. or 87. So this was leading up to him, sort of his star on the rise and establishing him as this a This is as basically an his, star. His, his last movie before he yeah, goes. Yeah, one of goes, the last. Goes, yeah. goes well, to Hollywood. Beyond Thunderdome, that was 1985. And right. that was kind of everyone thinking, okay, this makes the real deal. And that's how he got into Lethal Weapon wow, and awesome. became the star that he was. Mike Preston plays Papagallo. He did a lot of TV work. He was in movie, uh, shows like Cop Shop and Chopper Squad. So this was a, a movie appearance for him. Bruce Spence plays the gyro captain. Yeah, he is so... I mean, he's, he's, he's a very... You've seen very, his head before. Yeah. His head is just so <laughs> vis- visually uh, remem- memorable, you know? Absolutely. He was in. Uh, he was also in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, but he was also in Star Wars Episode 3. Really? Yeah, he was in Star Wars, because they were, they were filmed in Australia. Episode 2 and 3 were filmed in Sydney. So a lot of Aussie actors are in it. Yeah, wow. including including... Graham Blundell was in episode three and two, and he worked at News Limited. He was the TV and movie critic yes. at News Limited. So I said, oh, can I just touch you? Or you were in Star Wars. <laughs> so Graham Blundell. But his scenes were all cut out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, his scenes oh, were cut wow. out. But still, he's still in it. Vernon Wells plays Wes, you know, the guy yeah. with the mohawk and the uh, on the motorbike. He was in Commando as well. He went on to – so he had a bit of a run in his career. Mm-hmm. He was in Commando opposite uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Yeah, so that was a pretty big deal for him. He was also in a film film called Inner Space as well with uh, with Dennis Quaid. Virginia Hay, do you recognise her face? She was the warrior woman. She was in Prisoner, Neighbours, E Street, TV actress. Yeah, okay. She, she was good in this. The Her role was actually written for a man. But then they when then she auditioned, they cast her as in, the, and they didn't even have to change any of the dialogue, anything. Yeah, they said right, you know, the, in the in the script, it's a man, but you know what, you play it, and it's it's a woman now. So done, go for your life. Did you did you see the feral kid? You know that little yes. kid. Well, now, yeah. well, so many questions. <laughs> what did he, was this the first thing he'd done? Yes. More importantly, what's he gone on to do? His name is Emil Minty. He was eight years old when he, he apparently beat out. They had like an open casting yeah. call. He beat hundreds of other kids for the role. Yeah. He went on to star in a couple other little roles. Yeah. But he's currently a jeweler. He's got a store in Sydney, a successful jewellery store in Sydney. He's had it since 1992. Have you been there? I have not. <laughs> oh, we'll find know, out where it is. And, it's a uh, fascinating yeah. one because yeah. Yeah, when as soon as he came on, it, I'm always I'm fascinated by childhood stars because... Yep. You know, like we've had kids. You've, yeah. you know, my kids are still that age. How how interested are they really in it? Um, yeah. Versus how some are they go on with it, it others know? don't. Like a yeah. classic example of, of an actor who was in a massive movie and never acted ever again was Charles was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. The guy who played Charlie, yeah. his one and only movie was the he wow. was Willy Wonka. I think he's now a dentist. Unbelievable. And whenever any anniversary comes up, they roll him out and he has a chat about it. <laughs> That's his one uh, moment of fame was, was Willy Wonka. Righto, before we get to the run-through, I want to talk about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. Their 2022 range of TVs are just about to drop, so keep an eye out for them. And, as you'd expect, they are available in those larger sizes. A movie like The Road Warrior on an 85-inch screen Wow, it puts you right in the middle of the action, not only because of the great picture quality, they've got their amazing ULED technology, so you're getting really nice high dynamic range, great contrast, really beautiful black levels as well, but also the sound. From the TV, you have Dolby Atmos, and that offers this great atmospheric sound. You'll be hearing surround sounds left, right, above you, behind you. It is really adds to the experience. 
and those big sizes, they do cater for those customers who want to go big or go home. Trevor's got an 85-inch Hisense TV, and that's a common size now. 75-inch seems to be sort of the jump-on size now. People are looking at going even bigger. And you know what? For added peace of mind, just know this. Hisense has a three-year warranty with their TVs, one of the longest warranties offered by any TV company. So if that doesn't convince you that Hisense is your next TV, I don't think anything will. (laughs) Please check out their range at hisense.com.au. All righty, you ready, mate? I'm Are you ready. ready for? Well, you really got to buckle up for this. Yeah, one, I feel. I feel like I needed ride. to sit forward for this one. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. Well, uh, it's it is a bumpy ride right from the get go. My life fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos, ruined dreams, this wasted land. But most of all, I remember the road warrior, the man we called Max. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time, when the world was powered by the black fuel, and the desert sprouted great cities of pipe and steel. Gone now, swept away. For reasons long forgotten, two mighty warrior tribes went to war and touched off a blaze which engulfed them all. Without fuel, they were nothing. They'd built a house of straw. The thundering machine sputtered and stopped. It's kind of an immediate commentary on the world's reliance what happened in on the world. oil. Yeah. You know, it's, it still is. We, we have such fluctuation in society because of the price of oil absolutely yeah and, and hey we've had wars over over oil exactly right so this to me this initial part of the intro is setting it up and what what i derive from that is that they there was a big war some kind of yep. nuclear war and the, the, we it was there was a lot of devastation he said civilization crumbling and the remainder is what you see this this battle over the yeah, fuel. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I'm we, fascinated by the the four by three nature of that shot of yeah. Mel Gibson. What didn't, that was I, the, I or the initial uh, yeah, intro. Yeah, it was like this, the square. It's a square. I off. think that was sort of a, a, a device to sort of say, well, here's like a his, looking back in history. Right. The widescreen is co- what's currently happening. So okay. that's li- li- the recap. Let's do it there. Yeah. Right. But uh, before we get into the action, now the uh, he does complete his recap. Ordinary men were battered and smashed. Men like Max, the warrior Max. In the roar of an engine, he lost everything. And became a shell of a man. A burnt out, desolate man. A man haunted by the demons of his past. A man who wandered out into the wasteland. And it was here, in this blighted place, that he learned to live again. Do you like his voice? How good is his voice? That's pretty this, good. This pretty Who bad. is it? You don't know? Well, we'll find out later. Oh, that's horrible. You didn't find that out? You find, we find out oh, who that is. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, okay, we do. we'll find but out later, yeah. so We, from, we know from, which character it is. Yeah. Well... We'll okay. we'll get into that, but okay. the next when the next thing we see is Max in his car. We get straight into a, yeah. You know, so some he's, good in his, vehicular, he's in his vehicular, he's in his V8 interceptor. Yep, and uh, low on fuel, and he's sort of he's being you're right in the middle of a car chase. Yeah, that's how it starts, and uh, they're they're obviously trying to hijack his car to steal his gasoline. And, yep, and we see I think one of the other car there's they come up over over a hill. Did you see that there was an overturned tanker. Yes, and he they suddenly had to quickly steer out of the way. One of the guys was too late. He rolled his vehicle, and Max comes to a halt afterwards, and you see him. What did you think of this when the car? is rather than helping the guy in the car that's rolled over, he's just gone and taken his containers to get his gasoline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, no, but see, I think that's that that sets the most important scene for the movie because you've had this intro where we understand there's there's a war, a bit of war. We understand that, you know, fuel did power the world and he talks about how they're the last of the fuel. And so you realise that they're looking for every bit of fuel. That's yeah. and, and we'll talk, this happens again and again. Yeah. Every single time there's a fuel tank available... 
someone is going to look at it. And I, I, that's a that's a great introduction to that. Is that very were you, scene? Were you curious about why they kept referring it to as gasoline? I assumed it because they were looking for the American, American market for the movie, market, right? Correct, yeah. Because in Australia, of course, it's petrol, right? We but call interestingly, it petrol. isn't it funny how <laughs> this is a comment on society in America? But if you know, we've watched plenty of American stuff here, so yeah. we get what gasoline is. We yeah. know it. Yeah. But Americans would be like, what the hell is petrol? What's petrol? You know what I mean? They just they <laughs> yeah. can't adjust their minds, yeah. whereas we have all Absolutely, our lives. Yeah. But in, in this in this chase, do you remember there was, uh, I think Max was in between two other cars. I think mm. there was the motorbike with Wes on it and another another car. And he suddenly hit the brakes. And I think the guy shot. He, doesn't he, he shoot shoots through, his he mate shoot through the, in his yeah. arm. Yeah. So you see him at the top of the hill sort of screaming, taking off, taking the arrow out. Yes. In in what, what they did there, that scene was actually a bit more graphic when he pulled his arrow out. So to get a PG rating, a better rating in Australia, that to maybe tone down the... Uh, the gore a little bit. Is like there a director's cut that you've had got access there to? There is. I think in the US they released the, um, well, it's only like a few seconds of, yeah, added, yeah, yeah. of added material, but that was something they wow. had to consider. But uh, we see that uh, Max... That guy then rides off. Yeah, he's, he's off and he's sort of yep. the guy on the back with the blonde hair with him. They're, they're up. But remember when he went to check the truck? Did this yeah, give a you a bit of a start? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that was like, oh, wow. Hey. Well, I didn't realise I was in for this. <laughs> because that's I know the you're problem. a fan of that sort of thing. That's the problem with, you know, not horror, but, you know, gore in movies yeah. is unless you know it's coming. And you can remember, that wouldn't have been in a trailer. That, w- that no, certainly that wasn't. I, I wasn't exposed to that beforehand. That t- I'm like, oh, wow. That was... <laughs> I guess a necessary yeah. evil to paint the picture that but this bloke had been there for a little while. Apart from the body popping out, he also finds a little music chime. Do you see that? Yeah, the little, little happy ding, birthday. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. And uh, he grabs that and rides off. Now, and according to, yep. to George Miller, the director, yep. it was Mel Gibson's idea to make Max look as he is, look as he was, so right. rough and ragged. Yep. Um, so before filming began, apparently Mel Gibson cut his own hair. Shaved off his eyebrows, All right. cut the sleeves off his leather jacket, tore up, tore up his clothes and his gloves and everything to give himself that. What about imagine you're in war, hair and wardrobe? Yeah, and he comes in, and you go, "What the hell did yeah. you do? What am I here for? What did you do to I my just jacket? Cut, cut my hair? Yeah, cut my own because, hair. <laughs> because now they've got a, they, they would have more than one of every outfit, so they've got to re, they would, remake yeah. every other one, <laughs> and they've got to make it look the same. If if he get ruins one, he's yes. got to put the new similar exactly. one on. Yeah, wow. Uh, next thing we see, he's on a desert road driving by, and he sees. Parked by the side of the road, a gyrocopter. Yes. This was interesting. And see, I looked at this and went, okay. Immediately I went, there's a fuel tank there. Yeah. And that's... Well, that's the first thing you thought, eh? That's, he's on. a scavenger. That's you gasoline, You realise now yeah. this is a bloke that will scavenge any any yeah. gasoline he comes across? Well, he, of course, he's going to look at it. But yeah. did, it, did it surprise you, though, when there was a snake there? Did you see the snake on it? So this is an interesting one. I saw the snake and, yeah. you know, it's, it's awesome. Mel Gibson's character, or Max, just grabbing the snake, right? Yeah, good reflexes. Yeah, great reflexes. And, and it's not until then, you know, the old man pops up out of the... the <laughs> where where the was dirt. he? How do you bury yourself it, like it that? Felt, it felt a little uh, <laughs> unreal to me. Like, how long would you reckon he would have been laying there waiting for someone to come by? So there's a couple of things about it. In a survival sense, it yeah. might have actually been cooler. You dig a hole... The ground is cooler underneath. Yeah, maybe. Um, and, you know, put a straw up. So and he, he breathe, was cool, right? cool enough, you reckon? But obviously it was a trap. But what's yeah. he trying to... So the gyrocopter guy also needs fuel, right? He needs fuel too, yeah. He's, right. he's not a, a raw scavenger like Max, right? Nah. So he's more of a, okay, I've got this pet snake, he says later on. He, yeah. he tamed it. Um, he puts that on the on the gyrocopter as like a, you know, deadbolt security. Yeah, lies in that's wait. his alarm, yeah. Because <laughs> if the snake does get him... Then he's got the fuel from any ah, car. So like, do you, know po- what I mean? you reckon it's poisonous snake? Then it must be a poisonous yeah, snake. Yeah, for then. sure. And it's okay. it's it's the gyrocopter pilot's way yeah. of getting access to fuel as well. Uh, you know, well, so why po- else would he be there? Yeah, I know that that constantly surprised me too. Him popping him out of the ground like that too. Um, but his intentions though are the same. Looks like a cop has some gasoline, eh? Hey, hey, eight? Huh? Booby trapped. Touch those tanks and. <laughs> So he's Max is he's he's pretty savvy in terms of protecting his fuel. Is there. he though? So he's got. Or is that just a thing to say, well, right? No, well, though you you will see later what happens. Well, but yes, but yeah, at yeah. this point of the movie, of course, I'm just like, mate, you're full of it. But it's like protecting like the gasoline. You protect it like you protect money. Like it's uh, you totally. got to have it. But my secure. my view at this point of the movie is 
You're full of it, Max. There's ah. no way that that is booby trapped. Well, he does. Why, why would you risk <laughs> your entire car being blown well, up? Well, no. If someone he obviously would turn it off, but if someone tries to tamper with his fuel, then hello, he loses that person, the fuel, and the car. That's right. Well, it's it's that or nothing. I think that's kind of the world they're living in there. But I think uh, the gyrocopter's onto him. Hey, a fella, a quick fella, might have a weapon under there. I'd have to pin his head to the panel. So, uh, <laughs> don't forget he's got the crossbow, remember? Yeah. Then he walks around. Uh, Max Max turned. He he did have the knife. Did you see the close-up yes. of his hand? There was a yeah, knife there. there. Was he was about there. to pull it out. But he then decides to avert it to the switch, and he turns the switch on the, off of the, of the booby trap. Yeah. And um, the gyrocopter pilot then moves around to the side of the car, and the dog jumps out. Did you remember this? So the dog jumps out and uh, and takes over. Fuel! Gasoline! Thousands of gallons of it! As much as you want! Where? No, no. Where? 20 miles from here. Permanent they are. Refining! A huge tanker full. Crap! No, 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 no! It's true! It's true! It's true! It's not self-service, no, no. It's too hard for me. But a man of your ingenuity... Where? 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 Kill me and you'll never find out. Smart of him to do that, yeah, eh? Yeah, so I mean, he, but see, this guy is is clearly your eccentric, yeah. you know, uh, scientist-style yeah. you know, guy. He's, he's got a gyrocopter. He's probably built that himself, you know. Yeah. He, he's eccentric. He's, he's smart. He's come up with that. But my favourite, this next immediate shot is one of my <laughs> favourites of the, of the scene. He's tied up in a car. He's he's gagged basically, and the dog is sitting there with a shotgun pointed at his mouth, yeah, and the he's dog's got the, in he's control. Got the trigger in his mouth. The dog's in control <laughs> of the shotgun. Did you see that when they were driving? A rabbit, a rabbit was sort of, and, and the dog learned, looked around and at the rabbit, <laughs> and, and the old bloke's like, "The rabbit's going to kill me." Uh, it's, it's a good scene. I like. I love the. I love the use of a. It's a little blue healer, right? Yeah. Um, it's a great use of an Aussie yeah, icon. Oh, in that absolutely. Sense. Yeah, that's right. Next thing we see is that it's the our original first bluey, look. mate. Yeah, absolutely right. We get our first look at the refinery that yeah. he was talking about. So he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't no. telling, telling tales. It. It was there, but it was surrounded by all these scavengers, sort of driving around yeah, near it. So you're thinking. They're, obviously, it's under siege. Yes, wanna... it, it looks immediately like it's under siege. Yeah. You can tell that it's, it's like the old sort of the not the a castle and the you can people tell it's raiding. fortified. You know, yes. it's big fences, all that kind of yep. stuff. But this activity around it is uh, yeah. almost random yeah. to me. Uh, viewing it, it's like just random groups of people ra- driving around. Yeah, you co- I couldn't tell because there's some police cars, car lights with police lights. You couldn't tell whether there was people chasing them or whether they were just. Having yeah. f- having fun and stirring up dust. It was mayhem, and we but never we the, never the, hear the gang's name. The the no. name never mentioned, but the script called them the Marauders. That's okay. the name of the gang. So that makes sense. They were an organised group of people. The, the thing, um, the other thing that comes out of this little scene is that you know, even though old mate leads Max to the refinery as per his word, um, Max still doesn't trust him. Still. Still got Still him shackled, yeah, yeah. you know, shackles him to a, yeah, to a, to right, a tree, yeah. you know, like no yeah. level of trust nah, in this man. Not at all. That's, you know, it's a character trait. Yeah, of course. Well, mate, it's, it's, yeah. it's survival of the fittest out there. You've got yeah. to do anything. Uh, and sort of in the, when they're looking at the refinery, you see that there's, we see the, did you notice the person from the motorbike from before, Wes, with the oh, mobile? Yep, yep. He was among that group. So, yep. like, hang on, what's he doing there? And then the leaders on the, remember the leader had a hockey mask on, on the microphone. Hannibal we don't style. know what he, what he's doing there. So they're watching this. So I think he's got the binoculars. He's watching. And then it was, uh, it was snack time. And uh, did you like this little scene where he opens up the can of dog food, mate? What do you think of this? I didn't feel good about it, to be honest. <laughs> um, hey, because he left his dog the the scraps. He did. Yeah. He he left his dog just a little bit. Yep. But man, he just went into that. Uh, that that felt and uncomfortable. I'm, I'm assuming that wasn't actually dog food. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, pretty it confident wasn't, yeah. it wasn't. It was made up to look like dog food. Yeah, it was a little yeah. little stew. But you can see in his expression, he was thinking, "Oh my god, I've got to eat this." So yes. He had no other choice. He was thinking, "He sort of just just did it." Yeah. Which again, it's it's a it's a character building thing, right? It's like yeah. this guy's clearly been like this for years. This is not yes. It's not like yeah. the, the war happened yesterday. He, even though he's been living on dog food for however long, it's still not a comfortable thing. No. That's what you get from yeah, that exactly moment. right. And the pilot smells it. Remember the pilot sort of looking at it, sort of thinking, yeah. he gives it to the dog right. and, and then thinking, even, oh, he's the got to go strapped to the dog. finger in to get whatever he <laughs> might. And this is my biggest, one, one of the, my problems with the movie. Max has had a go at it. He's yeah. given it to his dog. Then the pilot gets it. And the pilot seems to get a solid chunk in. 
Yeah, I like think the can's deeper than the dog could get. You think you would have sort of put it in a little dish for the dog? I don't know. It just felt tough, like the pile of tough got, life out there. got more than I would have expected. <laughs> well, anyway, nightfall comes and we still see the scavengers. Uh, the refinery is still under siege. Yep. But the scavengers all take off as well. Yeah. Now, I was fascinated by the sheer number of vehicles. Yes. So for the movie, there were over 80 custom vehicles made for wow. the movie. And, and more than yeah. half of them were demolished. But the amazing thing is, three million bucks. I mean, I know it's back in the yeah, day. Yeah. But that's a lot. Like you've got, you mentioned set building, yeah. right? For the for the yep. fortified refinery. But cars, like yeah, it's that's a, a lot. big expense. Yeah. I think and uh, a lot of them were just you know buggies. Yeah. Um, they, they, were, they, they were sort of patchworks. They would have just been they? you know old off road buggies, shells just, and that. Just, yeah. just bought and used. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Now, it's the next morning, and interestingly, we see some vehicles leaving the refinery. Yep. And then we see the scavengers obviously give chase, but they, they actually catch up with these with these vehicles. I like this bit where um, Max <laughs> is looking through the binoculars, oh, mate. and the pilot pulls out a telescope, and, and Max, Max goes, hang on a minute, takes the telescope, gives you the binoculars. Give me that. So he, uh, he takes over, Um and then you see through the binoculars that they've actually they they the scavengers are killing the passengers and there's a woman there and they, yeah. they tear her clothes off and the guys they pinned him to the car with a with a yeah. with an arrow and and they're thinking well Max Max decides to go and investigate and he's thinking and again this sort of shows what what is all about Max's intention here because he saw them from where they came from he said look all I'm after is the gasoline. And he said, look, take me back. Remember the guy said, take me back there. You can have as much as you want. And so he decides, right, he, he gonna, he, the, the woman was, was dead. He takes the survivor with yeah. him and it goes back to the refinery in his car. And he, we Do you see. Think you said all of, all, his only intention was, was the gasoline. And yeah, I get that. He 100%. said to the guy, because he saw where he came from. I understand yeah. that. But go I'll back, take you back, but give me the gas. Go back to the hill, though. Yeah. He's on the hill. He sees this uh, happening. Yeah. I felt like his other intention was uh, a little bit of defence. Like, he yeah, well, he kid does kill one of the uh, yeah, be, one of the marauders. They, because yes, because they were raping the woman. Yeah, like, he does kill the guy. You know remember, I mean? the guy was sitting there. He turned around and gave him a smile. Remember, and he turns around and cracks him with the with the the big. I just felt covers. like Max had a, a little bit of uh, empathy for, yeah, the, for yeah. the refinery people, and yeah. and that's one of the reasons but he like, went down. Well, he helped him. The fact he helped him, he's like, I'm, I'm going to help you, mate, but. I want the gas. I want something for my trouble. So uh, he turns up. He brings – it's the first time we see the feral kid too. He's got his steel boomerang. So he says, look, take take me back there. You can have as much gas as you want. And uh, I like how when he walks in, he's he's got all his weapons and everything in his hand. He's he's unarmed. He shows – he's got the bloke over his shoulder. Um, He goes inside the refinery and they ask him, well, well, who are you and where did you come from? Where did you find him? Two or three miles down the road left for dead. We had a deal. There were three other vehicles. Did you see anything of them? Yeah, they're heading hard to the southwest and heaps of trouble. Look, he said if I bought him back here, he'd give me some gas. There was not much time. There was, there was a woman in the car. She's dead. What did they do? What it did was they quick. Do? Look, I just want my gas. I want to get out of here. Now, give me the we know he's one of them. Give him nothing. He's right. He's a parasite. Trading in human flesh. Mercenary trash. We had an arrangement. What do you mean, an arrangement? You talk to this man. If you had a contract, it was with him. And it died with him. So that poor old mate dies. It's a kind of interesting, yeah. um, you know, expose of their mentality as well, right? Mm. You think of them a little bit as the good guys versus the bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. But here's this woman who's like, no, don't give him anything. Give him nothing, yeah. He's yeah. trading in human flesh. And it's like, yeah. hang on a minute, he just brought this bloke he brought back. brought the guy he, back, yeah, but... They knew why. He told them why. Yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of torn there a bit. But that, what they do notice about him is the car is driving. Gonna hand it to you, Treasure. The last of the V8 interceptors. A piece of history. Would have been a shame to blow it up. Would have been too. So they've they've taken him prisoner now. So he's handcuffed to a pole. Yeah. And you see the scavengers coming back as well, remember? So the scavengers have come back. Now, just on the black interceptor, Yes, that's driven by Mel Gibson. That's actually a 1973 Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe. You yeah. knew that, did you? The last of the Interceptors. There mate. you go, mate. It's yeah. a car that's exclusive to Australia. Yeah, you couldn't buy it anywhere else in the world. There was a limited number exported by Ford to New Zealand and South Africa, and they were badged as a Fairmont. 
Uh, but uh, that was the upscale model of the Falcon since '65 in Australia. So you recognise that, eh? Yeah. Well, my, we, when we lived in Griffith, my brother had an. Uh, we actually had two XP. Is that what it was called an interceptor? Well, the interceptor. Yeah, it was. Well, it was. Well, was that they, a mad? So think, was that Mad Max? I think they called it a pursuit. Uh, the the kind of factory yeah, yeah. name, okay. um, but it became known as the Interceptor. I don't know because of the movie or not, but yeah. I think no, I think it was known as Interceptor because police used it. There was a you know uh, ex- okay, a, right, a right. So it's like a police high end highway, highway patrol, patrol car. Yes, there you go, mate. There you go. Because Ooh, the Ford yeah. and Holden back then would make the you know the higher spec cars special edition for the police uh, force. Okay, so right, it probably was uh, yeah, right, a police okay. pursuit okay. car. Well, I knew you'd like that one. Yeah. The, uh, we see the scavengers uh, back again. And did you notice the... Because the, the, do you remember when, when Max helped the guy, the girl was dead, but the other cars kept going? So the, the scavengers have caught up with those people and they've brought them back. They're sort of tied up to the front of their vehicles. Yes. And they say, look what we've got here. Let us in. We want to we wanna, uh, we wanna get in there. And that's when we hear for the first time uh, from the, the leader of the scavengers. Greetings from the Humongous, the Lord Humongous, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller! <laughs> I am gravely disappointed. Again, you have made me unleash my dogs of war. Look at what remains of your gallant scouts. Why? Because you're selfish. You hold your gasoline. You will not listen to reason. It's pretty brutal. It was. Is this also the scene where the feral did it? Little kid to actually go out yep. in his little tunnel. Yep. With his boomerang. And yep, he tosses the boomerang and hits the uh, Wes's uh, blonde boyfriend square in the head. Oh, boom. Yeah, that was pretty subtle. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. And it also uh, makes me think, how, how sharp is that boomerang? And the little yeah. kid's able to throw well, it. He had like him. a little glove that he caught it in. Oh, yeah, okay. if you look closely, he's got a little glove. And then um, Wes sees this, and he Wes goes up to Humongous. And he goes, we go in now. And then um, Humongous actually gets him in a headlock and says, no, no, we're going to wait. So he had, it's like he had to control one of his men there, you know. Just a little plot hole. Yeah. They never bother to go and find out where the kid is and how he got in there. Like, they don't go and... Yeah, because the kid's got a tunnel. Like there's a, there's a yeah, tunnel under the fence for crying the, out loud. It'd be small, be a small tunnel. Find yeah. your smallest a rebel and get yeah, in there. Maybe, maybe. But uh, with with uh, I like how when um, he they they guy that picks up they pick up the boomerang yeah. and throw it and it, it loops around and one of the guys from the just Marauder goes, I got it, I got it, and it cuts all his fingers <laughs> and off. And they all laugh They're at all laughing their heads off, yeah. It just, like, it's a, <laughs> it's a very well-shot scene, but again, it's a bit brutal. It's like, oh, those fingers just went straight off. Oh. Yeah, that hurt. But um, the humongous, though, he had a proposition. There has been too much violence, too much pain. None here without sin. But I am on the just walk away. Give you a pump, a oil, a gasoline, and the whole compound, and I spare you lives. Just walk away. I will give you safe passage to wasteland. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Just walk away. I remember yeah. me and my mates used to imitate that all the really? time. Really? Just walk away. Yeah. But and he if they gives him a you just bash him. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him a day to decide. Yes, and I love at the very end of this scene, the feral kid comes and gets his boomerang back and goes back inside. Love that. Yes. Now inside the refinery, though, there's a, there's a bit of debate going on. Yeah, thinking, some of them definitely think. Why Let's don't we do it? Let's <laughs> take him up on his offer. What do we got to lose? So yeah. they're they're all thinking. Well, what do? We? And then he says, I think Papagallo says, Well, what do we do then? Yeah. But then it's an uh, interesting, like, because again, these are. I don't know how you describe them. It's like you know they're the hippie commune of the of the of, the, yeah. of this wasteland, <laughs> right? Um, and there would be people going, "Oh, actually, this is not for me. This whole yeah. warring thing. Let's just yeah. take what we need, give them what they want, and yeah. leave." But then it's actually smart leadership to go, "Yeah, like seriously, what do we then do? We got to start all over again." And yeah. also, frankly. What are the chances that they'll just hold their end of the bargain? Exactly Seriously, right. Can they be it. trusted? Yeah, yeah. No, because he says, "You walk away, we'll spare your lives." Who's to st- what's to stop them just going killing all of them and taking yeah. the gasoline anyway? Exactly. You know? It's uh, it's a tough one. Max, uh, you know that music box he got out of the yeah. truck. You like how he gave it to the feral kid? He was just fascinated yeah. with that little thing, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, but he also Max decides. Look, he needs to get their attention because he's got an idea. 
You can't expect to compete with that. Every day we get weaker while they get stronger. It's finished. So was he. Sorry. Two days ago, I saw a vehicle that had hauled that tanker. You want to get out of here? You talk to me. That was good. Good line. You talk to me. Yep. And, and he's got it because that was the remember the, the tanker the that tanker he saw that, yeah, from before. He, he saw a big truck. And, uh, and it was a tanker. He just needed the semi. Yeah, that's right. So he says, look, he's got a he's got a proposition on how he can get it. Now to do the job, I need five gallons of diesel and some high octane gasoline. Think of it as a down payment. And that's the last we'll ever see of him. He has to come back for his wheel. What have we got to lose? Got yourself a deal. So they're on. So his proposition, so he left his car, went, had to go on foot with the gasoline. Yeah. But did you like how the next scene he's got the pilot carrying the gasoline for him? Yeah. He's sort of saying, you're you're." Well, he's also, but remember, he's negotiated for diesel, which is for the prime mover, the truck. And the, the high gasoline is for, for the him. gyro. Yeah, oh, for, well, the, oh, for the gyro. Ah, he knows to he's get got to get there. Of course, that's right. right? Yeah, yeah. So the pilot's actually benefiting because yep. he's getting fuel. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, we see them now. He's carrying the gasoline. They're, they're In the back dark at the crash of night site too, isn't it? Yeah, but they're back at the crash site, um, checking out the truck. Yep. He gets to. He starts the truck again. But now the the thing the the challenge here is to get it back to the refinery. Now the scavengers are out and they see him. Um, moving along, the pilot's following with on in the gyroscope in the gyrocopter. Remember? Yep. And of course, they're gonna they're gonna attack Max. And I think, did you like this bit where Humongous was getting out the box with a gun in it? So it looked like, it gets an, like old, a an old special pistol, gun. yeah, it's with like, special you know, bullets in it. Mm. And he was trying to hit the radiator or something. And I think Wes jumps up and attacks him. Remember on the he he gets up on the cabin, yeah. but the pilot, the pilot drops, the snake. drops the snake. He's got his bloody snake. <laughs> Off he goes. Yeah, and uh, so they're back at the refinery, and I love how they've got the flamethrowers. Did you like the bus that had, like, the metal yeah, it's a side great door. To it? They yeah. drove it in just so that was the the, the gate. And um, the pilot lands in there. And, uh, you know, they're, so they've not only have they got the, the rig in there again, and they've got the, this gyro captain. who They're thinking, who's he? Yeah. The feral kid, you see how he's sort of got this fascination well, with on. the propeller? Well, he would never have seen yeah. a flying... Maybe. Well, I, I thought he was fascinated with the blade. Like, he's got a boomerang. He's oh, thinking, that's oh, true. He's thinking, well, this is a bit better than my boomerang. But I think, oh, well, maybe. he. And again, yeah. imagine in the development of this story, you, the amount of work that goes into the feral kid, because yeah. that's, that's exactly the conversation. Well, hang on. He's seen his boomerang takes flight and returns. Now he's seen this yeah. vehicle in flight. That's it. So maybe this yeah. kid is fascinated by flight. <laughs> And so he's touching it. The, the pilot's going, mate, get your hands off. Get your hands did, off. Did you like when um, when the gyro captain sees the blonde girl? He goes, oh, you know, my machine can take two. Like he's, sort of already, yeah. he's already doing his best. Which, which is also <laughs> a really smart answer to a question that you would have later yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you look at it later on, you go, oh. And then you go, no, he did no, say that earlier. can take two. So, yeah. Absolutely right. But here's one of my favourite lines in the movie where uh, Papagallo asks, how's the rig? The rig! How is she? Got a cracked timing case cover and it's broken a couple of teeth off the timing gears. Got a cracked timing case cover it's broken a couple of teeth off the timing gear. The radiator's damaged at the core. The radiator's damaged at the core. Got a cracked water pump. It's got a cracked water pump. And a fractured injector line. It's got a fractured injector line. Well, what does all that mean? Yeah, okay, but what does that mean? What does that mean? 24 hours. 24 hours? They've got 12. You've got 12. Okay. Mate, that, that, like that's that the guy really I'd want to meet. Yeah. I'd want to meet that guy. That was guy. funny. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if that's his only movie appearance, but it's like, it's got a cracked teeth. You know? And, and <laughs> I like it. Then he goes, okay. okay. But it's like that woman earlier. Like yeah. a couple of grabs you've played yeah, are just quintessential Aussie. Now, George Miller, he really liked this bit. It wasn't planned. How this was meant to be, the mm. blonde guy repeating it louder, Yeah, it wasn't planned, and they just started doing it on their own. Yeah. And he goes, oh, this is gold. Yeah. So he kept it. It was really good, a really yeah. good bit. I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think what um, they are under the impression that Max brought the rig home. Okay. So they're under the impression that he's going to drive the rig for them. But he says, no, 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 no. 
I'm not doing that. I'm just going to take my gas. I'm leaving. Yeah, that I'm was out. the Thanks. deal. I've got my deal. Yeah, I've, that's my contract. So um, they decide that they're they're still trying to convince him. But now night's fallen, and the scavengers have still have the hostages. Yes. And Humongous is warning them again uh, about his plans. You have defied me. You will know the vengeance of the Lord Humongous. I promise you, nobody. Nobody Pretty gets out of here threat. alive. Pretty yeah. solid threat. Yeah, he was how how built was the dude? He was like a big Swedish actor. That guy. Oh, really? Yeah, you never saw his face because of the mask. But he was he was. Uh, mate, it looks like me in the mirror. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think your I wish have got problems. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, broken mirrors. Uh, did you like this bit where the gyro captain's trying to smuggle the girl out? So listen, love, yeah, let's yeah. go. And he says, we can go she straight said, up. This is my family. I can't go. So but she again, decides so to hang around. Yeah. That's That to me is, again, an, an insight into the group. Yeah. Because if it was really just people trying to protect themselves from these other people, yeah. she'd be like, yeah, cool, we're out. Let's, let's go. Out that's here, the yeah. best ticket out is that. Yeah. I think uh, she decides to stay. Now, we see Max working on his car. And Papagallo comes in and, look, He's trying to convince him to help them. Look, I don't have time for long speeches. I want you to drive the tank. Sorry. We had a contract. I kept my part of the bargain. We'll make a new contract. Got all I need here. You don't have a future. I could offer you that. Rebuild our lives. Max. So you'd see here the plan is for them to go um, 2,000 miles away, which, remember the guy holds up the postcards? It's the Sunshine, Sunshine Coast, Coast they were going yeah. to. So that was, you think, well, I want to, don't know where that puts up, probably somewhere in Queensland or in sort of northern New oh, South Wales. I think, I think uh, far western far New west South Queen. Wales. Yeah, so that's about, about, that's about 2,000 miles away. Yeah. Oh, why can't I say miles, not kilometres as yeah. well? But um, they do come to blows after that. He, he turns around and, and has a crack at him, but... Um, Papagallo comes back at him with this. Do you think you're the only one that's suffered? We've all been through it in here, but we haven't given up. We're still human beings with dignity. But you, you're out there with the garbage. You're nothing. Pretty solid words. It doesn't change his mind, though. He's uh, he's out of there. Yeah. Do you like how the feral kid sort of gets in his car and sort of he yeah, he's just, and he sort of says, uh, out, "It's kid, like he's enamoured with Max." Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, he wants to go with the him." The kid's yeah. like, "This is my ticket out." Yeah. Among anything else, he says, "Right, off you go, kid." And maybe he throws his bag away, and he keep, yeah. keeps bringing it back into the car. But uh, eventually, Max takes his gasoline, and he's out of there. Now, did you notice in this bit here when he leaves? This bit here when he leaves the compound, and you see the chase, they start to chase him. Did you notice that the film appears to be sped up a bit? Did they sort of sped oh, up? Oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty obvious, eh? Yeah. yeah. George Miller reckons he dropped it to 12 frames per second because where they were filming, the terrain was that rough that they couldn't actually drive at the speed he wanted. Uh, so right. they decided, like, okay, let's do this and we'll just speed it up. But it, it, I think the dust, I think it, it was you, could tell, you could tell yeah, it, was, yeah. uh, it was sped up, yeah. So it didn't look that good. Scavengers, of course, give give chase, and uh, what do they do? They smash his windscreen. Straight up, he loses control of the car, and boom, he's uh, he's crashed his vehicle. I think it goes down an embankment, and of course, what do they do? They rush over to collect the gasoline. Yeah, yeah. and here's where Max's old booby trap comes into play. Do you remember the booby trap that yes. uh, that they referred he, he, to before? The one that I thought maybe he was telling well, you know, BS, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of saying, well, you may, you mess with my car, you try to steal my gasoline, and then you, you pay the price, and that's exactly what happened. So his car's totaled. Those two blokes are dead. They're killed. And uh, you see Max is barely alive. Um, he decides to try to get back to the fortress, and the good old gyrocopter comes in and saves him. Did you see this shot? It was really good. It's great. I loved how the, the fact that he got came back and got him, but it was a great shot of him. Max is sort of lying face up, and the camera's looking down on him and what's below him. Yes. It was a great shot of him being flown, and then you see him coming into the compound. That was yes. a really, really well yeah, done. Yeah, it was. It was really a good, good shot. shot. I really liked that. Um, so yeah, look, they've uh, he's in the compound and they're nursing because he's him in back a bad way. Oh yeah, he's he's messed up. But they have uh, they they nurse him back to health. He sees the feral kid again, of course. But they're deciding. Look, well, they've they're, so you got to remember at this point, 
Papagallo said, right, I'm driving the track, the tanker, and this is the plan. Um, Max is still in a bad way, but he says, look, he decides, look, if you want to get out of here, you need me. It's all the same to you. I'll drive that tanker. The offer is closed. Too late for deals. No deals. I want to drive the truck. Why? Why the big change of heart? Believe me, I haven't got a choice. And how do you think you'd do it? I mean, look at you. You couldn't even drive a wheelchair. <laughs> you should look at yourself, Max. You're a mess. Come on, cut the crap. I'm the best chance you've got. So you think in this, it's right, eh? Max's car's totaled. Mm. If they leave without him, where's he? He's just stuck in limbo. Where's he going to go? Is he well, going to yeah, go from, with the rest of them? From or? his perspective, he's yeah. he's it's this is all about Max protecting himself because he's got yeah. no future. Yeah. He's dead if they leave because yeah. he's got no vehicle, right? So he has to either get on their bus or the truck. Yep. If he's going with them, if they let him go with them, he may as well drive the truck. Absolutely. But I will pause here and say, you know, spoiler, we go forward, we come back. But at this point, you've got to wonder, does he know the plan? Do you know what I mean? Because the yeah. plan is actually quite solid. Yes, that well, they've what, created. What it was. Do you yeah. think at that point when no, he's saying that? No way. He he thought he's got a whole truck full of ta- gasoline. Right, okay. He's thinking I'm riding this. This is my future. So him, I reckon his mindset is right. I drive this gasoline for him. I'm going to get a bit of it. I'm going to get some of it. That that's his ultimate goal. I reckon. If he doesn't do that, he's got nothing. So that was his impression that. I'm gonna. That's gonna be. I'm gonna clip the ticket here. Well, I'll, I'll say this to you. I, I have a theory that he knew he was part of the in that whole process. Yeah. He knew what the plan was, right. and he was happy to play the role yeah. of the sacrificial lamb in yeah. the in the hope that he backed himself he could get through it. Okay. and he could he could survive on his own. Yeah. After that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think there's a there's a chance that he was smart enough to go. You know what? I'm the best one to drive this thing, especially yeah. with the okay. plan you've got. Okay. You guys go your way. I'll go mine. If we meet up in between, great, but let me drag them away. Right. Oh Well, preparations are underway. They've got the uh, the the truck and the support vehicles as well. So yep. the, the tank is going to have some support vehicles. And they get on the road, and it's just mayhem. So this, this was a whole section of the movie where there's no talking. It's just no, all action. It's just car chase. Literally a car chase car for chase. 10 minutes. Filmed yeah. really well. Really good, yeah. Like some of the stuff on the top of the tanker, yeah. um, from the side. Mate, it was really yeah. good. But did you like this, how the, 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 the tanker heads off? The bus leaves in another direction with yeah. all the other well, But it's, it's strategically timed, too. Yeah. The tanker heads off. Yeah. And they it, head out the enough, other way. enough of the scavengers follow the tanker that it's clear they've 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 done that first diversion. Yes. Big win. Yep. And then it's like everyone else just scampers off the back. No, way. but the scavengers also come into the refinery. See, they they trying to go in there, mm. but they've booby trapped the refinery. Yes. That's that big explosion we talked about. Yes. They set off this massive blast. So that's that's half of them dead yeah. in the refinery. Because it's like, you know, the three let's say there was uh, maybe three vehicles left behind that didn't chase the truck. Yeah. They see the rest of them leave and think, you know what? Just let him go. Yeah, we'll, we we got a refinery we'll here. Let's just a, yeah, see start we can pumping do. our own bloody oil. Yeah, but uh, that was uh, good. Literally went up biggest explosion. Yeah. Biggest explosion captured by an Australian film in Still an Australian to this film. State or at that I time? think so. Yeah, I, I can't think of be. any other one beating it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Max is on the road. He's on. The, he's driving. The scavengers are doing their best. I think Max. I love how he comes out of the driver's seat and just goes bang and blasts one of them with a shotgun. Yeah. Um, one of these that the, the, there's a few spectacular crashes and somersaults. Did you notice this? One of the guy hit the car and somersaulted really be, like spectacularly out of the wreck. Right yeah. now, that stunt that that. That, that what they captured wasn't actually part of the stunt. It was as an accident, a serious accident. That wasn't how it was planned. So one of the you'll see that one of the motorcycle riding raiders hits the car, flips off the car, flies off the bike, smashes his leg against the car, and then cartwheels towards the camera. It was like the best stunt you've ever seen, but it was an accident, and they thought it looked so good they kept it. If you take a close look, that guy was hurt pretty bad. He broke both his legs, nearly a fatal accident. If you look really closely, after he hits the car, you see him flinging around. If you slow it down, his legs are like jelly at the top because they're broken, oh. sort of flipping around. Yeah, that that's in... Uh, wow. they're bent. They're bent, as they say, at an unnatural angle oh, <laughs> as he flies through the air, the poor guy. 
But um, yeah, he so he survived. Tempo. He survived absolutely. Yeah, but he, like I said, you go through frame by frame, you'll see that his I bet legs Drew's are, got the frame by frame oh, on yeah. in his in his I, I bet room. in his bank account too. The insurance would have helped him there. Um, Wes wow. has climbed onto the truck at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he notices, though, did you get the surprise? The feral kid was in there. Yes. What are you doing here, mate? Mate. So it wasn't that odd. So uh, the, the mayhem ensues. I love the bit where he, Max, has run out of the shells. And but you there's see one there's out one on, on the, the bonnet. bonnet. Yeah. And he's like, get out there, Go kid. Go get it, mate. Go get it. And who, who pops up? Did you, get, did you notice this? <laughs> Where's goes, ah, pops up out of the front. But I did, I did like the fact that um, Humongous is coming head on at him, right? Yeah, crashes, obviously kills Wes. Goodbye, Wes. Totally kills himself. Truck rolls. Now, the truck roll here, this stunt at the end of the chase, was was they thought it was so dangerous, the driver wasn't allowed to eat for 12 hours just in case he needed surgery afterwards. They thought it's so dangerous. If you hurt yourself real bad, you're going to have to go into surgery so you can't eat just in case. You know, they, you know how before surgery they yeah, say not yeah, to eat? Yeah. That's what they told him. 12 hours before they shot it, in the in the likely event that he might be rushed into surgery. They wow. said, don't eat. That's amazing. How would that make you feel as a stuntman? But didn't you like this bit here when the truck's totaled, yeah. it's rolled over, the tank top of the tank is open, there's sand coming out of yeah. it. Did that at the time you thinking, oh, hang on a minute. So let me tell you my exact reaction. It was, I knew it. Really? As you that? If you watch enough of the car, of the truck, all that action, yeah. there's sand pouring out of it. Ah, you saw that already? Yeah, so in the side, where tankers okay, uh, yeah. you know, latch on to their, their uh. pipes and tank into, there was sand coming out one of them. Uh. And so it was actually pouring out of it onto the road. Why would they? Oh, this is the question I had. Why would they put sand in it anyway? You can't see it. Why don't they just lock it all up and it'd be lighter? Wouldn't it be lighter? Is that better if it's lighter? It w- so it would have been better for the truck. It would have gone. Yeah, the truck would have gone faster. Why did they just put? So it's visually, you think, oh, it's not fueled. There's no fuel in there. If there's sand in there, so oh, they. Mate, they that, I've just yeah. got, actually yeah. now you raise they, it. I, they probably just wanted to ruin the tanker for him anyway, because so you couldn't use that tanker anyway because it's full of sand. Oh, Maybe they just, you know, in, you know what they say, they, you put sugar in a yeah, petrol tank. Ma- Max, Max put bowls uh, under, yeah, under true, a fuel true, tank. True, it wasn't true. exactly pure, right? Yeah, that's true. So it's a good yeah, point because yeah. in a, oh, what's if it the was point an empty of that? tank, it would get away faster. Yeah. And, yeah, there's no real yeah. reason to wait. It's not like they're going to go through a weighbridge. I think just visually you can see, oh, hang on, there's sand in it, not yeah. fuel. So straight away, rather than just seeing an open an open. Uh, tanker yeah. with nothing coming out of it. You think so sand you, at least. In reality, it's visually, for the movie. <laughs> yeah, visually, you think, oh, okay, they've, they've boobies. The scavengers they've might not, oh, sorry, yeah. the refinery people might not have done it that way, but yeah. the movie needed to do it that way for effect. Yeah, so dirt's coming out of the fuel tanks, uh, and uh, Max is kind of left for dead, really. Eh? Yeah. The feral kid's unconscious. They're expe- inspecting the damage, see the dirt pouring out of the, out of the tanks. You do kind of wonder. Yeah. Was this the plan? Is this the end? Like, what happened? And so began the journey north to safety, to our place in the sun. Among us, we found a new leader, the man who came from the sky, the gyro captain. And just as Papagallo had planned, we travelled far beyond the reach of men and machines. The juice, the precious juice, was hidden in the vehicles. As for me, I grew to manhood. In the fullness of time, I became the leader, the chief of the great northern tribe. And the road warrior. That was the last we ever saw of him. He lives now, only in my memories. Good score. Did you like the fact that the storyteller was the feral kid? I do. Great boy, so I want to know who the actor was. Grew up to manhood and um, he became the leader. And I think if you you go back to the start, you know, where he's saying, you know, that my my memories fade and and I think he's sort of telling this story. It's like he's telling this story on his deathbed. Did you get that impression? Oh, okay. I think he must be retelling it to like his great grandchildren or something to say, you know, back in the back that in the is day. Serious overanalyzing of but, the. But but he says it at yeah. the start. He has um, um, <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's sort of he's 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 all fuzzy about all of that. So I'm I'm thinking that he's he's probably on on his deathbed thinking this is him retelling the story. You know, yeah, I remember I remember a time of chaos and like retelling it. 
It's like a one, like telling the grandkids sort of Could thing. Could be. Yeah. Could be. How about some favourite lines? Yep. Uh, I do love the one of these lines here where uh, the gyro captain discovers there weren't any bullets in Max's shotgun. MJ. All this time. <laughs> that dishonest. Low. <laughs> that's a line we use too, guys. That's low. <laughs> that, too. that was awesome. And what about what about the, the snake and how uh, important it was to the gyro captain? No. It's my snake. I trained it. I'm going to eat it. So find your own. Get, get out of it. And I do love uh, one of the things that, remember, they were trying to convince Max to come with them to, to drive the tanker. Mm-hmm. And uh, the old the old bloke telling him what they can do. This is where we're going. Paradise. 2,000 miles from here. Fresh water. Plenty of sunshine. Nothing to do but breathe. <laughs> <laughs> See how he he's held super, up? He's a famous Aussie yeah, actor, yeah, that guy. Ma- Max, something his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how he was holding up the postcards yeah, with the naked women on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, how did that happen? Some plot holes here. Um, I love how they think, I think Max's strength is uh, over overstated here. <laughs> he's carrying the four fuel cans. Yes. Four cans. Let's say they're two and a half kilos empty. So that's ten kegs he's got. Yeah. He's using a metal bar. Let's call that another five kegs. That's okay when they're empty, but he requested diesel fuel and high-octane gasoline. So let's say the diesel fuel weighs 3.2 kilos per gallon. So three that, that takes it up to, say, um, to what's that, 10, 10 kilos. Uh, no, at 18, that's sort of, no, three cans at 18 kilos is 60 kilograms. The gas weighs, let's call another 14 kilograms. So the load he's carrying is around 73 kilos. That's a heavy. That's heavy yeah. too. Very but strong. You see the cans yeah, swinging, they're, they're swinging dangling, in the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing heavy about that scene. Now here's an odd thing too. In the final scene, you know, Humongous goes with that last bit where yeah, when he drives in. head on. Now, would you think that it, it wouldn't it go through his mind that this tank is full of fuel? If I drive into this 100, percent it's going to be an explosion. Yeah. Did you not think that he maybe took that into account, or humongous he, or Max? He, humongous. No, he's the one hey. who drove into the tanker. Well, what, the, yeah. he drove head on. He was yeah. all gonna. He, was, yeah. he didn't. He could have been full of water. He was gonna. Isn't die. that the entire reason to get it to get the fuel? He's gonna blow it up if he does that. Yeah, it, it yeah. make that action that was makes weird. no sense. The uh, gyrocopters, uh, they there's a couple of scenes where we're given the impression that they can do things that a helicopter can do. They can't hover. A gyrocopter needs to be going forward because it spins the propeller behind the pilot, which pushes the vehicle forward. So you need to be travelling faster to to stay in the air. It's like a plane. The plane doesn't hover. Yeah, right. So in in this instance, the the takeoff and landing of a gyrocopter in and out of places isn't exactly like a a helicopter. He needs like a runway to take off rather than just being able to okay, do vertical vertical takeoff and landing. So yeah, VTOL. It's not a VTOL not aircraft. Not at all. No. Things you might not know. Mel Gibson only had 16 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Wow. Yeah. And two of them was, I only came for the gasoline. What a genius yeah. script Easy to, to sign up that for. Yeah, yeah, I reckon wow. I could, I reckon I could hey, do that. I'll sign up for that. Take you two minutes to learn the lines. Happy days. After Mad Max was finished in 1979, uh, and all the cars were supposed to be destroyed, including the Black Interceptor. But someone thought, hang on a minute, you, this is, Why you can't would they be losing that. Them? I don't know. So they decided to save it from the crusher. They, they revo- So when the sequel was, they were planning the sequel, they thought, hang on, we've still got, they had to find out whether that interceptor, they found out that it had survived, and they go, oh, beautiful, we're going to use that. We're gonna, and they brought it back into the movie. I think it's since been sold. Uh, oh, I bet, a valuable yeah, absolutely. Hollywood yeah, item, yeah. that one. Now, remember, uh, uh, I was telling you about the original cut of the movie, was a yeah. bit gorier. Um, and more violent. It was cut down heavily by Aussie censors because they wanted it... When it was submitted to the to the um, censors, there were two additional scenes. So Wes, remember, graphically pulling the arrow out of his arm and the close-up of him pulling the boomerang out of his boyfriend's head. You remember when he got hit with the boomerang? Oh, yeah. They were cut down dramatically to, to fit into their the version that would make it... Uh, a little bit I more I feel like friendlier. I saw the American version. You reckon? Then. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So um, did you notice 
The did you notice on the side of the the stabilizer of the gyro was a nude picture of a nude woman? Yes, um, that was actually Playboy's January nineteen eighty one centerfold. You went through collection and that was work to match, match <laughs> yeah, I up. did. I had to look up. Hey, wow, I'm doing my job. You got the Phantom comics in the Playboys. <laughs> she is uh, when when Max first sees it. That's when you notice her quite quite well. Yes. Uh, that's when the gyro captain's under the sand. That's about as uh, yeah. d- distinctive to me as the uh, BS sticker on the side of Tom Cruise's motorbike. Yeah, Cruise's there you motorbike. go. Yeah, no, pretty hard to miss the nude, the yeah. nude uh, sticker on the side there. Uh, remember when the feral kid does the backflip? Yeah. That wasn't actually him. It was a local oh, Broken Hill gymnast girl. Ah. A girl, little girl named Melissa. They got out there just to perform that one thing. That's the one thing that, the, uh, that em- Emil Minty never did. Now, the logo on the tank truck... Bit of a cryptic reference to the oil companies. They call it the, the the logo said Seven Sisters Oil. So the there was the OPEC conspiracy theories. Yeah. So there was that they reckon that Standard Oil and six other companies controlled the world oil market. That's why they came up with the name Seven uh. Sisters Oil. Yeah. Uh, in the do you remember when Toadie's blown up? Remember the guy who caught the boomerang? And his fingers go up. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who gets blown up in the when Max's car gets totaled. Yeah. Remember he gets rolled. Um, he he throws up his hand and, and like, his fingers are back. Fingers are back. Yeah, yeah. he uh, ah, he ah, he grew them back apparently. When Wes flips over, the, this is another thing. You watch this enough time, you see some of the crew in the background and helping oh, him really? out. Yeah. Well, you remember when Wes is on the gangway and he flips over that guy and head butts him. You see the springboard. You can see the springboard that he jumped off. And then if you look on the left side of the screen, there's a spotter there to catch him. You see the hands in the side of the screen ready to catch him <laughs> if you look really closely. Yeah. All right, mate. That's the end of The Road Warrior. What is your wrap-up and rating? I loved it. That was a, that was a fun movie. Um, I, I loved that that's Australian. Like I have yeah. like I said, it's a pride. Very Australian. It's something so cool. And, and it's... Like I said, a couple of those clips are just so Aussie, the the, the, the accent, the language. Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a good story, you know. Yeah. The And I, I think you could overanalyze this post-apocalyptic it. sort of thing I think going you could on. overanalyze the whole, you know, yeah. uh, world's reliance on oil stuff. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Fantastic. For sure, That's you need excellent. to give a rating because shout out to Michael Fields yes. who has created... Uh, a blog site yep. which has all the all movies our ratings. Doing. Yes, I noticed our that. IMDb yeah. ratings yeah. And, yeah. and our ratings. So there's a well, few that you haven't rated. I so. will match you for a nine as well. That's yeah. a solid nine for me. And and um, um, shout out to Michael for doing that. Yeah. And we'll get. Um, we'll get I will, Steve. I'm happy to send him all the ratings of my movies yes. as you as will you. Yeah. Well, he, right? he's listening and doing it, but yeah. there's a few that you've missed. So okay, that you didn't actually say in the show. So we'll get okay. we'll get you we'll, to we'll catch, catch up on those. Absolutely right. Alrighty, well that's the Road Warrior. Let's cast our minds forward, okay, shall what we? Are we doing? To next week, we are doing Jurassic Park. Oh. Now, that's in time for the release of Jurassic World Dominion, the very latest. Okay. And this this film also brings back some of the original cast from Jurassic Park, including Sam Neill, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, they're in the new they're one They're in the well. new one, oh, okay. so appropriate we do that. Now, here's your millionaire question. Now, okay. Jurassic Park was directed by Steven Spielberg. Your millionaire question is, who wrote the novel the movie is based on? Is it A, Stephen King? That's what I was going to say, Stephen King. B, Wilbur Smith. C, Michael Crichton. D, Vince Flynn. I'm going to say Vince Flynn. <laughs> it's C, Michael Crichton. <sighs> Michael Crichton, a favourite author of mine. I love Michael. He passed away in 2008 too. Um, he's a great author. Also, was the guy who created ER for for TV. Oh, so wow. we'll, we'll chat about show. that next week. But uh, just a massive blockbuster film, Jurassic Park. That'll be our movie on the best movies you've never seen podcast. So we hope you can join us then. We hope you enjoyed the Road Warrior. Fire big shout up out your fetch and uh, and uh, watch it on the big screen. Watch it on the high sense, your big screen high sense TV. Trev, until next week. See you then. See you then.